Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. My man, Harry Douglas over there. Freddie Coleman over here. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Harry Douglas, first things first. Gotta wish our boy Eric Hanneman a happy birthday. Used to be a part of this show with Canty and Carlin. Now there's a great job over there with Carlin versus Joe with Evan Wood and those guys. So the pride of Albany, New York. Had to catch it straight from Shannon Penn, our producer, saying, hey, you one year short of being washed. Oh. He, I know. He did that. Eric is not even 30 yet, and already Shannon is plotting his future that it's going to be completely downhill one year from now when he turns 30 years of age. Yeah, Eric, do not take that from Shannon. He rides a banana seat, literally. <laughs> but hey, this, yeah. But I want, I, Eric, I got to do this the right way. I got to do this the right way, Freddie, uh-huh. for Eric. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Say it again. Happy birthday. There you go. A little karaoke for you, Eric Hanneman. So happy birthday, my fellow Capital District brother. Like we mentioned, as the last year, as I said yesterday and also today, we give you an extra 30 minutes before game two. After game two last night with the Phillies, you got game three tonight, the American League Championship Series between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. So you get a little extra, extra when it comes to Freddie and Harry till 730 Eastern time. You're also 40 minutes away from NBA Commissioner Adam Soto saying, I've never made a secret out of this. It's nothing new in the league. And what secret was he talking about? Things that make you go, hmm, in 40 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. By the way, you can be a part of the show anytime you want. The Freddie and Harry Nation and Dr. Pepper call in line. Hit us up at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or Eric Hanneman's birthday without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. But me and Harry were all about that thing called The Main Thing, The Main Thing. 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 The Main Thing with Freddie and Harry. Harry, in your NFL career, who was the one guy that always seemed to get the business from the media that you always felt the need to either speak up for or you wanted to speak up for in the 10 years you played in the NFL? Was was there one person like that? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't have one. I can. I can oh. just jump off the top of my head. Okay, so honestly, you, okay, so you didn't have not to go through what Micah Parsons, the Dallas Cowboys, is going through. No, nah. defending his quarterback when Ooh. it comes to Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons on his podcast, The Edge with Micah Parsons. He is really sick and tired, and tired and sick of everybody banging on his quarterback. No pause, please but giving everybody else a pause. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. 
The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. Well, the, la- uh, the last that I can remember... Right, the two teams that he actually brought up, mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. The last time I checked, the Philadelphia Eagles last year were in what game, Freddie? That Super Bowl game against okay. Kansas City, yes. And who did they play in the NFC Championship game? That was the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. And to our memory, yes. I think about four or five years ago, within a four or five year uh, time frame, the San Francisco 49ers played in what game against the Kansas City Chiefs? Super Bowl. They played in a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. now we're talking about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, who can't get to a damn NFC championship game. So now when you have those other teams, and I'm going to be honest with you, yes, at times they get leeway. They get leeway because they've been able to accomplish things and get somewhere that the Dallas Cowboys are wishing they can get to. They haven't been to a NFC Championship game. Let me make sure I got the date right. It's right here on my paper. January 14th, 1996. I know. That was the last time that they'd been to a NFC Championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles have been to three Super Bowls since 2005. Three Super Bowls since 2005. Jalen Hurts last season played at an MVP level. Mm -hmm. Has Dak Prescott ever been an MVP candidate in the National Football League? Mm, has not, not okay. to my recollection. Now, Taylor Hurts, also the same guy, and I know he had a bad game, and we did talk about him. He had a bad game this weekend. Their team is still what? 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And I still have belief that Jalen Hurts will get it together this season, mm-hmm. and I won't have to worry about him like and see some of the things that I've been seeing in the first part of the, of the, of the 2023 year. Now, when it comes to Dak Prescott, you can't get outplayed by Brock Purdy when it comes playoff time. Mm-hmm. You can't allow a Jimmy Garoppolo a led team beat you in the playoffs and stop your stop your team from getting to an NFC Championship game and stopping your Super Bowl hopes. That can't happen. So, Michael Parsons, do I understand where he's coming from? Of course. Yes, I do. Right. But some people get more leeway than others. Yeah, if you play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys – if you play for an organization where Jerry Jones is going to be your owner and you keep falling short of expectations, then you got to expect that smoke and that heat that's going to come your way. Dak Prescott understands that. Uh, yes. I don't know if Jerry Jones wants to uh, understand it. He wants everybody to keep talking about his team and making sure that no matter what happens, that he still believes that one day, somehow, some way before he dies at the age of 185, that the Dallas Cowboys will uh, win a championship before he leaves this earth. When you're a desperate organization, that has not won a championship. That's why you get Micah Parsons. I'm not going to criticize him as well for backing up his quarterback. But this no, is, not at all. Yeah, but this is what the Cowboys do. I'm not going to criticize him for sticking up for his team, saying we get more burned than everybody else. But this is what happens when you have not won a championship since 1996, and that's all you are hearing if you're Micah Parsons regarding your team and regarding your quarterback. So this is his Draymond Green-esque way of sticking up for his team to say, hey, look, tired of it. Well, that's okay if you're tired of it, Micah Parsons. But I'm speaking as a Cowboys fan. What are you going to do about it? 
because I've called your team front runners not, the entire and, time. And, and he's not wrong, Freddie. He's not say, wrong. I didn't say he was wrong. But the thing is, is that there's more that comes with it when you have that star on the side of your helmet. Right. I'm not saying it, that he's wrong either, but exactly. if you're going to put your stuff out there, people have receipts to say, what have you done as a football team? We talk about Dak Prescott has not delivered, and that's completely fair. Uh, Michael Parsons needs to deliver in those situations too. He was pretty non-existent at times in that NFC playoff game. He played well, but stars have to play at a superstar level. You can't just be, as, as, as our, our contemporary Stephen Smith, senior from the NFL Network, you can't be a jag, just another guy in those situations. If you want star treatment, if you get star money, you better be a S-T-A-R, not a J-A-G. If you're a J-A-G, then you're the Dallas Cowboys, a championship-less team since 1996, back on that January 14th. And I'll say this, Freddie, before last year, whose division was this from a quarterback's perspective? The NFC East. You mean before last year? Yeah, before last year. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts came and took it. Yes, he did. From Dak Prescott and led his team to an NFC Championship game in which they won, led his team to a Super Bowl in which he played better than Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. But they lost the game. I get it. But he was able to get there. Yes. Dak Prescott has not been able to get there. You let this young man come into your division, in which it was yours from a quarterback perspective, mm-hmm. and let allowed him to become the best quarterback in the division. That dude. And if, in, in, reality, in actual reality, you're talking about a dual-threat guy, Jalen Hurts that can get it done with his legs and his arm. Well, so can he's Dak a, Prescott. He's a, better, he's a better quarterback. Yeah, he is, but so can Dak Prescott. If he allows himself to be the Dak Prescott I saw at the beginning of his career and not have to wait until Monday night. And the guy he was in college, too. Oh, right, Mississippi State, no Uti- doubt about utilizing it. Utilizing his legs left and right under, in, in Dan Mullen's, uh, Mullen's system. Yeah, no doubt about that. Speaking of Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to get into what's really wrong with him and the Eagles as they get ready to play Miami. That happens in five minutes on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. What are your thoughts on Micah Parsons, that he is sick and tired of people giving that smoke to the Dallas Cowboys and his quarterback. Let's hear from you, part of Freddie and Harry Nation, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. One of our favorites, Roy the truck driver, always makes sure this nation continues to stay afloat and on the road. Roy, what you got to say, my friend? Man, if uh, Michael can't handle it, then uh, get out of the doggone business, okay? They're paying you a lot of money to play. You're not playing with the crap. You want to be called good, where are you at? You got to play good all the time, not when you feel like it. And then you lose against the Cardinals. Come on, man. I hope they keep talking. Look, I wore a Cowboy shirt for one reason, because it's blue. I love the color blue. If the Cowboys name wasn't on it, I'd still be wearing this shirt. But you know what? They better shut up, Micah. Yeah, before oh. you lose what you got. Because it's ridiculous, Freddie. Roy, Roy, Come on, on, man. Roy, hold on a second. What, what football team did you support that you're wearing a Cowboys shirt because of the color blue? Who is your football team? That's what I want to know. My team, I like underdogs for real. And mm-hmm. I hope the Jets come back and do something. Ooh. But the Cowboys, I've been watching them too long, man. been watching them too long. Dak's just, Dak just won't elevate. He's been the same person. Come on, he's got to do – it's too late. I, it's too late. It's too late. He sounds like a Cowboys fan. <laughs> well, and, and I'll say this. When you look at the two losses that the Cowboys have, in my opinion, I, I don't think those losses were close. Even though yeah. they only lost to the Arizona Cardinals 28-16, to 16, Arizona really 
you know, impose their will on Dallas across the board, whether mm-hmm. it was offensively, defensively, and on special That's teams. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Also, the loss versus the San Francisco 49ers, it was lopsided. Now, I understand the, the Eagles just lost to a football team that the Cowboys beat, but I can honestly sit up here and say right now that the New York Jets that the Philadelphia Eagles played mm-hmm. was not the New York Jets that the Dallas Cowboys played. Oh, worlds apart week, from that week, team. Week two. Yeah. I can, sit up, I can easily sit up here and say that. Yeah, it, you can, and you'd be completely correct by that because look how the Jets have played offensively by allowing to have a little bit more faith and being better coaches for Zach Wilson than they were when he got that start barely after coming in relief and finding a way to help the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills with a little help from Josh Allen turning over the football and the special teams making that play at the end of the game. Morton in Texas. Micah Parsons believes that y'all need to leave the Cowboys alone and leave his quarterback alone. He is tired of that smoke because he believes his team gets it more than anybody else. Morton, where do you stand? Uh, but I believe Micah Parsons 100%. I back him for backing his team and backing his quarterback. And let me tell you something. Jalen Hurts is not what all y'all think he is. His first year in the league, what did he do? He stunk it up and got blown up by Tampa Bay. He had a great, marvelous year last year. I'll give it to him like that. And now this year, he got all his money, and he's stinking it up again. Y'all can make all the excuses you want. And as far as the Jets go, they're not the same team. Dallas' defense did not allow them to be the same team. That's why we hung a 40 spot on them. And the Eagles got their butt kicked by them. Any way you look at it. The Eagles only lost by two. That's not a butt kicking, my friend. And, <laughs> and, and your defense is not the same right now either because you had Trayvon Diggs at that moment. You don't have Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs right now, and that's no, a big loss defensively. And also, they, they, they don't have Leighton Van Der Esch either. Leighton yep. Van Der Esch is playing at a pretty good level coming into this season, also the first couple of games of the year. But a two-point win, a two-point win in soccer is a butt-whooping. A two-point win in football, not exactly a butt-kicking. Even with Jalen Hurts playing as bad as he did, they still had an opportunity Absolutely. to win yeah. the game. Yeah. That Jets defense got after him, and you're right. If he doesn't make that interception at the end of the game, maybe they run out the clock and win that game 14-12 to 12, instead of losing a 20-14. to 14. Six-point loss, not exactly a butt-whooping. Ruben in Milwaukee, my friend, what do you got to say? Fellas, what's going on? Shout-out to uh, Cowboy Nation. And uh, this is what's up with the Cowboys. So <clears throat> we, got all, we get all good skill players in all the skill positions. But the problem is the quarterback. Unfortunately, they're paying this guy all this money. It's been, uh, what, 10 years he's been in the league now. He hasn't even taken us to an NFC championship game. And my thing is, why do they continue to pay him? And thinking about an extension, when we can see it on TV, but Jerry Jones still continues to say that this is the guy. Unfortunately, he is not the guy. But it's it's amazing how he continues to think that this is the guy and – I don't think, well, as long as Dak Prescott is the quarterback, and I love my Dallas Cowboys, uh, we won't be going to a Super Bowl. Well, first, let me let me say this. Dak is in year eight. This mm-hmm. is year eight for Dak Prescott. And mm-hmm. let me tell you why sometimes it's hard for an owner or a general manager to move on from that franchise quarterback. It's because you can't find many of them. I was going to say the same thing. Off of the apple tree. Mm-hmm. You can't, they don't just pop up. Yeah. Every uh, like uh, every every year. So that's mm-hmm. why when you have one, like if the Dallas Cowboys right now was to say, you know what, we're going to bench Dak Prescott. You think you have an opportunity to contend? Yeah. Don't give me Cooper Rush as the as the plan B. That could be I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> No, no, no. Every team doesn't have the luxury of what the San Francisco 49ers were able to do Mm -hmm. and find a gem in Brock Purdy with the last pick of the 2022 draft. Yeah, not for nothing. Dak Prescott, I'm not talking about a guy who was a first rounder. He was a fourth rounder. 
Cowboys were lucky to get him because Tony Romo was supposed to be their guy. And for all those saying you got to move on from Dak Prescott, the trampoline off of that, Harry, who are you going to get? Because anybody you want, those teams aren't letting those guys get away. You very rarely see a quarterback that a team loves hit free agency in the NFL. Those things don't happen. Usually quarterbacks to hit free agency are usually guys that are ready to be a starter somewhere else or a guy that hitting free agency because he can't beat out the guy that kept him on the bench. Dudes like Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, those guys don't hit free agency. That may have happened, you know, in the dark ages or in fantasy football, but it doesn't happen in a real-life deal when it comes to the National Football League. You can place that burn on Dak Prescott all you want, but unless you have a plan B, I'm not buying that. You need to move on from him and get somebody else. And plus, the Cowboys are never usually in a position where they have the first pick in the draft to take a quarterback. They're usually 12-4 and four or 8-9. and nine. Usually franchise quarterbacks aren't the 21st pick in the draft unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, Harry, and you get lucky to Lamar Jackson where you traded back into the first round to get a guy like that that proved to be a lot better at that position than a lot of people thought about him when he came out of Louisville. Now let me say this because I may have put my foot in my mouth a little bit. All right. That 2024 NFL draft, they got some quarterbacks across the board in that draft class. But the Cowboys so, aren't going to stink enough to get one of those well, guys. Well, but but here's, here's the thing, because I feel like there's so many of them. When you look at Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, uh, Deion Sons not coming out, but Michael Penix Jr., you have Jordan Travis at Florida State. Okay. You have so many guys that are coming out that if mm-hmm. you can probably slip and get one, if you, or yeah, trade up, maybe. then I then I can understand. But you can't just bank on that, that someone is going to allow you to trade up yeah. to be able to get a guy like that. And look you at, can't, you it, can't bank on yeah, that. Look at Jalen Hurts, for example. He was not a first-round pick. Many people questioned him coming out of college, out of Oklahoma, say, did he really learn enough to be an NFL quarterback after transferring from Alabama? You know you're the dude now when people are saying, what's wrong with Jalen Hurts? There's not too much wrong with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think he's trying too hard, to be completely honest with you. He's looked a lot more like Dak Prescott at times, trying too hard. And that has nothing to do with forcing the ball to A.J. Brown. It seems like he's trying to make a perfect play every play. He's not just playing free enough for me compared to last year. Dak Prescott, in my opinion, went through that. And I think Monday night, he and Mike McCarthy said, bleep it. Just go do what you do. If we see Jalen Hurts get back to that, that's going to be a very scary proposition with the NFL because, to your point, Harry, it's not we're talking about the Eagles being two and four or one and five. They're five and They're one. They're five and one. Five well, and one. And, and, I, and I'll say this about Jalen Hurts because that offensive system that I've seen last year, I love when teams just take what the defense gives you. And that's what I've seen from that offense last season, right? Whether it was a, a five yard hitch, whether it was a noun route where a receiver just takes one step and the quarterback throws in the football now and you bank on that guy going to get you five to 10 yards, right? They actually took what the defense gave them. What I seen versus the Jets defense was Jalen Hurts' big game hunting, trying to look for the big play versus just taking checkdowns. Right. But that's, that's, that's an easy fix. That's fixable, right? I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm worried about Jalen Hurts because he can easily, on Sunday night football against the Miami Dolphins, when those uh, free access and those easy throws are there, yeah. boom, take them. Right. And, and then it, we're it, not having this conversation. Because look what Dak Prescott did. Those easy throws on Monday night, what did he do? He took them. They were right there. It's easy when you know how, but especially when you're not trying to make every play perfect because that's not how things work in the National Football League. One last one with Keith in Arizona. Keith in Arizona, Micah Parsons says, hey, leave my Cowboys alone, leave my quarterback alone, bother other people the same way you bother us. Keith in Arizona, what do you have to say? 
First of all, Harry, I was at a game. You played against my 49ers at Candlestick. You scored a touchdown. You made me cry, but I love you, man. <laughs> um, I, 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 think, I think Michael Parsons has to do one thing, but he'll never do it because the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers do not have an owner that goes on the radio every week and preach that his team is a Super Bowl team. My quarterback is a Super Bowl quarterback. That is where all the flack come from because it's basically coming back. It's it's fallback on Jerry Jones for what he's saying. If they could shut the owner up and go about their business, maybe people leave him alone a little bit. Uh, key to Arizona, uh, nobody's going to shut me up because I'm one of the most powerful people in the National Football League. I got all the money in the world that if I want to have people, Keith, in Arizona make you shut up, I can have people in Arizona make you shut up, Keith. I'm literally right now, y'all, in our Zoom, because we, we're on a Zoom like when we're doing radio, right? right. I'm showing Freddie the top of my paper on my uh, notes, yeah. and Jerry Jones is at the top of those notes mm-hmm. when we're talking about this subject. But is he really so much part of this blame situation? Well, well, but when you're going on all the time and you are saying the things that the caller just, just mentioned, mm-hmm. that's added pressure. That's added attention that you're putting to your organization. And it gives people in the media like us more ammo when things don't occur the way you expect them to. It gives us more leeway and leverage to say what we want to say. Hey, Harry, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm not going to say that uh, Keith in Arizona is wrong. But as my brother-in-law, Mingo Dick, says in South Carolina, handle it or be handled. You know what you've gotten yourself into being a part of that organization. Handle it or be handled. Period. End of story. Whether you're Jerry Jones as an owner, Dak Prescott as a quarterback, or even Micah Parsons, who is the real leader of the Dallas Cowboys, and he keeps showing it each and every time on and off the football field for that team. You did not get through an Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Hit us on Twitter. Micah Parsons says, leave my Cowboys my quarterback alone. Give other people the same kind of smoke you give us. How do you feel about that? Let us know on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. And when it comes to Major League Baseball, is the Phillies-Diamondbacks series already over after only two games? We'll get to that next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we are Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We take you until 7.30 Eastern time before Game 3 of the American League Championship Series between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. But how about Harry Douglas, his son Prince, said, Dad, can we watch a little baseball? And it was one of the best father-son moments that I've heard in a long, long time, brother. It was, Freddie. Like, last night my son had a baseball game, and we were on the show, so I couldn't go. My dad took him. My dad brought him back. He had a great game, went three for five. The kid is four years old, playing mm-hmm. with six-year-olds, and wow. hitting off the pitch, lefty, doing his thing, but he loves the game. We don't force him to do anything that he doesn't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But he loves the game. And when I gave him his bath, my wife wasn't home yet. She was at the dance studio with my daughter. Right. He says, well, Daddy, can I watch the baseball game with you? And, man, we just man. sat there. He was cuddled up on his dad, man, watching the baseball game. But the funny part about it, I text you guys, he was holding on by a shoestring, ladies and gentlemen. Really? That boy eyes was so heavy trying to watch that baseball game. <laughs> then he finally just went to sleep. And, man, I, I gave him a, a big old kiss on his forehead, man. That's, that's my – he's named after me. He's Harry Douglas V. So whenever we can have those father-son moments, sleep. I don't give a damn about no sleep. Because uh-huh. I know if my wife would have been at home, she'd be like, uh, he needs to be in the bed. He has school in the morning. <laughs> my wife was wondering the same thing. She goes, where's Harry's wife? He's allowing her, his son to stay up. I said, oh, she's nowhere around. Yeah, this she is wasn't happening. home. Yeah. She wasn't home. The, the, boss, the boss cannot be there to enact martial law yeah, against daddy, son and with dad. With daddy, baby boy, you can stay up and watch some baseball with daddy. Reminds me of that Cosby episode <laughs> where Rudy wanted to stay up late to watch the Tonight Show and brilliant to the monologue. She was out cold. That was your son yesterday, wasn't he? Trying <laughs> yes, to watch that whole thing. Eyes heavy as I don't know what. <laughs> Holding on by a shoestring, Freddie. That's the best part when kids try to hang on and stay awake, and they say, "Someone, you go to bed." Oh, I'm not asleep. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> Next thing, two seconds later, eyes get heavy again, and also, I'm not asleep. So, look, I soon as my wife awake. came home, right? Yeah. She gave my daughter a bath. Uh, excuse me, go take him upstairs in the room where he blown. He was already out cold. No, no kids in our bed. <laughs> <laughs> Go take him upstairs where he belongs. <laughs> like we mentioned, all the postseason action, all the World Series action going right through ESPN Radio. Every pitch, every at-bat, every hit, every out, all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And I wonder right now with that series involving the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. I know it's two games. I understand it. Phillies won game one, five, three. Last night they beat the brakes off them 10 to nothing. I just wanted this series is over. Well, I'm, I'm not going to ask Harry that because as a Braves fan, I know he doesn't care. I'm going to bring in Look, Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball, care. and uh, maybe a little bit. I'll bring in <laughs> Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball. Alice does a great job covering this sport here on social media at Jess Mendoza. Jess, when get in touch with my inner, inner great Phillies announcer, Harry Callis. Is this series over, Jessica, with a 2 nothing lead on the Diamondbacks after the Phillies won game two last night by a count, Jessica, of 10 to nothing? Holy smokes, it feels like it. And, and I mean, the biggest thing is, is the Phillies putting it on them like 10 nothing. But my thing is, like, this Diamondbacks offense that scored, you were going to remember, against the Dodgers, like, early in games. I mean, their offense came alive. When I saw Christian Walker strike out, granted, it's Aaron Nola. Like, the dude's ridiculous. The curveball, the four seam up in the zone. But they have quieted this athletic, dynamic Diamondbacks offense that we saw tear up Clayton Kershaw, shortest 
start ever in, in his entire career, couldn't get out of the first inning. Bobby Miller, who's been a huge stud for the Dodgers, and I think we forget what the Diamondbacks showed last week, the Phillies have absolutely quieted that. Yeah, I would say that performance last night uh, was very dominant. They've been dominant this entire postseason. They hit their 19th home run of the postseason. How would you explain the offensive dominance Philly has shown so far? The fact that, okay, we see the results, right? So we see the home runs, these explosive, ridiculous, and then 46,000 fans going nuts. But behind the scenes is a plan that has been unbelievably executed. So game one against Zach Allen, the plan was pitch one he likes to get ahead of the count. In fact, no one throws more strikes early in the count than Zach Allen. So they understand dude's coming over the plate. They jumped him early. I mean, shoot, Kyle Schwarber hit the very first pitch he threw out of the stadium. And you saw that. Castellanos in his home run, it was a 1-1 count. Bryce Harper was the first pitch of the count. So they had a game plan coming into it. They had watched film, understood, and then they executed. Merrill Kelly, he's a little bit more on the edges. The plan against him was make him come more over the plate. Do not chase black and off the plate. And when you see the home runs, when you see the big hits that were hit, it was making Merrill Kelly do what he didn't want to do by not chasing his early pitches. Great stuff by Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball Analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. What does it say about the Phillies that they're doing this in an old-school way in the new wave analytics when it comes to Major League Baseball on most teams? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little old-school and new-school because you see what they're doing on the, the pitching side. And, I mean, Aaron Nola, that's definitely a lot more analytics and understanding of, like, riding that fastball up and in, curveball away, being able to change the eye levels and knowing the weaknesses, the cold zones of the hitters. And the Phillies, you know, they definitely I – I think about Brandon Marsh's RBI single that he had. You know, being able to really understand how – to approach two strike hitting and being able to change his swing later in the count to be able to get that hit, hit it deep, pretty much off his back leg. So there is definitely old school when you think about just absolutely mashing, jumping on these first pitches, but definitely the analytics are there too. Now I want to jump to tonight's game in the ALCS game three. The Rangers are undefeated so far this postseason going seven and no. What's the blueprint to, for Houston, the Astros, to try to slow this Texas Rangers uh, baseball team down? Well, I think it's definitely going on the road, which is hilarious to think about. It's like, okay, get out of Houston, you'll be just fine. By now, we understand that this is a very real thing for the Houston Astros. They have not played well at home. And it's not because of lack of fan support. It's not the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, this is a team that absolutely rocks it at home as far as support from their fans. But they have not done well all season long. And, in fact, the best games that they have had, not just on the road, but have been in Arlington. So, yeah, they're going a couple hours down the road, but getting out of Houston, getting into Arlington wow. is definitely advantage Astros. Now, Max Scherzer going for the Rangers. The biggest thing for the Rangers up until this point has been length from their starting pitchers. We remember coming into this postseason, what was the biggest weakness for the Rangers? Their bullpen. Why has the bullpen been the best bullpen in the postseason? Because they've only used three dudes. It's a 1.83 ERA compared to a 4.5 in the regular season because of the length. They go seven, eight, nine innings with their three dudes. That's not going to happen tonight. Max Scherzer, I'm thinking four innings. He threw 69 pitches in a sim game. Bochy said he'll probably sit about that. I think that gets him through four. What kind of bullpen is going to show up for the Rangers? Game three happening tonight. ALCS between the Houston Astros and also the Texas Rangers. Right after we're done here in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. She's Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball Analyst, joining us here on the show. Earlier today, you on Green. He talked about former Marlins GM Kim Ng. 
for those who don't know, she had done such a really good job. Why did they move on from her? That is the question of the day. Honestly, more than anything else that we've talked about this week, that is the one that absolutely floored me. And I give Kim Ng a ton of credit for walking because you can hire someone above her, president of baseball operations, to, you know, okay, we're going to help run this thing. But look at what Kim Ng has done within that organization. Not only has she been able to get them to the postseason, switch around just the mindset, get guys that she's been able to work, understand, buy into the system, and honestly get front office employees that are totally under her tutelage. And then you're going to say someone's going to be above you and actually really run this thing. You'll pretty much be the assistant. You're just going to slap in the face. Kim said, I'm out of here. There are a lot of GMs that might have stayed, taken the check, taken the comfortable. Hey, I still have a job. They're still offering me money. I still have a contract for next year, but not Kim. And she deserves more than this. She should have had a job 15 years ago. She finally gets the job she wants, and this, I'm so glad. And someone better pick her up soon, and I think she might end up at Boston here pretty soon. Yeah, amen, amen. If you're the Boston Red Sox, you don't have Kim Ng in your mental Rolodex, then what are you doing? Because you need somebody like her to take over things in your organization. Jessica, great stuff, my friend. Always great to talk to you, and enjoy the rest of the yes. postseason as well. Thanks, guys. Jessica Mendoza, ESPN Baseball Analyst, joining us here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit us on Twitter anytime you want. You can hit her on Twitter, Jess, Jess Mendoza. You can do the same with us at hdogs 83 and at Coleman ESPN. Have you seen Jessica Man- Mendoza's batting form on Get Up this week? You mean hitting, hitting the pancake? The pancake? <laughs> she, she, she hasn't lost a step. Not at all. I mean, Hasn't lost a step. Yeah, man. Follow through with the swing. Yeah. You know, eyes Perfect. and bat and contact and everything. Yeah, believe me, Jessica Mendoza, she was able to do her thing as a softball player. Eyes on the pancake. Yeah, Keep exactly. your eyes on the pancake. Whether you're at IHOP or in the Get Up Studios, and we know Jessica Mendoza did a great job with that early this week when she had a chance to do that. NBA boss Adam Silver shares a secret that he spoke about on first take. You'll hear what that is. Plus, why does one of our producers, which I remain nameless, Mark Morales, hate Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets? That comes your way next on ESPN Radio and hater. the ESPN app. Hater, 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 hater. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for being a part of it, allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, was on first take today being interviewed by Stephen A. Smith. And he let everybody in on a little secret involving the load management issue in the NBA. I've never made a secret out of this. It's nothing new in the league. I think there was a consensus that this is a joint issue, you know, call it, you know, the team league, team player issue, and that there's a little bit of fault for everybody. I would say there are some cases, I think, particularly with younger players, I'd say it's less about a veteran player issue where to the extent they come into league and it seems to be the norm that the expectation isn't that we have an 82 game uh, season. I think we had to reset there. But again, I, I, you know, I say more directly, we're not saying this is a player only issue. We're saying that for the entire league, we all need 
to come together. And again, as Joe Dumars says, we are an 82-game league. That's code for get your behinds off the bench and play. Adam Silver's like, look, we got this kind of product out there where we're charging these kind of prices when it comes to seats, parking, concessions, you name it. Don't give us the whole thing about load management. We know the NBA season is a grind. 82 games, preseason, postseason. He gets it. But he's like, look, this is what you do. This is your job description. What does it say? Occupation, NBA player. What do you do? Play basketball. If that's not for you where you can't find it in yourself to make sure your body is conditioned to play at least 80 games or even 75 games, Adam Stone's like, look, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. If you guys keep this nonsense up, then at a certain point, we're going to strike back, and it's going to hit you in the worst place you want to be hit. That's your pocketbook and your bank account. And, Freddie, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I'm a former player, so I tend to normally try to lean on those guys' side because, you know, I've been through it and I understand where they're coming from on a lot of things. But this one, I can't. Mm-hmm. Because when you have guys that are making thirty, forty, fifty million dollars a year to go play a game that they say they love, yeah, then go out there and play the game that you say you love. There are people that are spending their hard on earned money who might only get a chance to see a certain player one time a year or once in their lifetime, right? And if that player is low having low management that night, they're not gonna get that opportunity. So what? Their money goes down the drain. There are people that are out here that's, you know, working these nine-to-fives, man, mm-hmm. trying to do whatever they can to be able to provide for their families and also give their families and themselves an experience that they can never forget. And if a certain player or players aren't playing in a matchup that they spent their hard-earned money to go see, then it's daunting on them and their right. family. So there, there's all kind of angles and sides of this. And I, and I semi-get where teams and players are coming from because you kind of – I think it's the mindset now that the regular season yeah, it's too is much the regular of a season, right? Yeah. And, and you want guys healthy for the postseason. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that, that there, you also have to consider people on the outside, man, who make the game so glorious and Absolutely. actually you know, pay a lot of your salary. And also look at the guys in the past that laid the groundwork for you to be in position to make those kind of quote-unquote decisions that they would never, ever say to themselves, unless I'm injured, I'm going to go out there and play. Now, you don't want to play a pushing past his limits if his body is is, is not responding or if his body's rejecting or revolting against that. Then that's, a, that's a different story. A completely, completely a different, story. different story. That's not a case the play has to be better conditioned. Sometimes just some way different bodies are going, to resp- are going to respond different ways to a long regular season in the NBA. But I'm glad that Adam Silver, and I'm glad that some guys in the NBA are like, yeah, we need to stop this load management nonsense. It's completely ridiculous because you got plenty of guys that they would rather not play than to play, which brings us to Nikola Jokic here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Somebody who shall remain nameless, Mark Morales, one of our guys behind the scenes. Hater. Harry, he has a complete issue with Nikola Jokic not being as committed as Mark Morales, who, by the way, is a Knicks fan like I am, so this is really going to be funny. He wants him to be as committed in the mind of Mark Morales more than what Mark Morales has seen from Nikola Jokic, who, by the way, is an MVP, two-time MVP, and NBA champion. Morales, explain yourself. All right, so first I just want to say it has nothing to do with the Knicks in this standpoint. Okay. My, my biggest issue with it is that it seems like uh, Jokic couldn't be bothered playing basketball at a professional level. I mean, they won the championship last year. They're talking about the parade. He's saying, oh, I can't. I have to go home. They asked him about how was your summer. He goes, oh, it wasn't as great. I had to play. I had to work for another two months. 
it just seems like he couldn't be bothered. And I think anybody listening, any fan, including myself, would do anything possible to be in his position. Now, let me let me ask you this. Nikola Jokic last year played 69 games. The year before, he played 74 games. The year before that, he played 72 games. The year before that, he played 73 games. The year before that, he played 80 out of 82 games. The year before that, he played 75 games. The year before that, he played 73 games. And then the year before that, he played 80 games. Seems pretty committed to me. So tell tell me, <laughs> with, with your mindset, Mark, <laughs> how in the hell do you get that out of Nikola Jokic? It has nothing if he's to- playing more than just about anybody in the National Basketball Association, and he's doing it at a high level every night. How's he disinterested? It, it has nothing to do with his production on the court. Because when he steps on the court, He's he's phenomenal. He's one of the best there is. Okay. My biggest issue is the way he the way he he seems to be treating the game outside of stepping on the court. Like he it might, seems he, like he not, might not but, love it more than he loves something else, and that's fine. But, but he does it at a very high. He does it very well. Uh, if you're if you're Adam Silver, yeah, right, and uh, your best player is also the one that's not. And, and the NBA for for years has been about growing the game uh-huh. internationally and whatever. Right. If he your best player doesn't seem interested. I can see where, listen, he's great. There's no denying it. But I can see where Adam Silver's like, man, if I had it the other way, I'd much rather have that. Adam Silver, you know how Adam Silver's worried about growing the game? He sees so many Jokic jerseys out there. That's how he's growing the game. He doesn't have to go to clinics. In a small market. Thank you. He doesn't have to go to clinics. He doesn't have to do this. He does enough of that as it is. He grows the game by what he does in a basketball court. What he does on his time. Is his time. I'm just going back to what Kendrick Perkins said last year. He's like, it's our job in the media, ESPN, to market this guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to be marketed. Well, they're fine. Well, the, he, the, he but is does marketing the NBA, himself. Does the, the NBA court. want to market him, though? I, that, that's so that's what I'm question. saying. You normally would want your best player in, in the NBA, in the world, to be marketed. You, that's you, all I'm saying. You know how Jokic is marketed? When he's on the basketball court, kicking people's behind and taking names. I would love for one of my best players to be as disinterested as Nikola Jokic if you play like that. If, if that's the way he should be, and he is, we need more players like that then because that guy's a monster on the basketball court. Question marks when it comes to the Eagles about to play the Dolphins. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.